Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is so appropriate, preparing for lower volumes in consumer direct. If you look at the production by the MBA, it looks like the industry as a whole is going to have significantly lower volume. So I'm thrilled to have as our expert today, Jarrett Maxwell. He is a head of consumer direct division leader at Embrace Home Loans, and Jarrett is an expert in consumer direct. Hi, how are you doing, Jarrett? Great. Thank you very much for having me, Pat. Well, this is a great topic, but before we jump into that topic, let's uh, get to know a little bit about yourself. So how did you get into mortgage banking and how did you get into managing? Sure. Well, I was working at a tech company for three and a half years. Things were going well, was about to go back for my master's through their tuition reimbursement plan. And then one Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m., I stopped by a coworker's desk and he said to me, have you heard about the layoffs tomorrow? Uh, we had recently been in acquired. I drove home that night and my wife wasn't working. I had a six-month-old son and a mortgage. And I said, honey, I think I might lose my job tomorrow. So I drove into work the next day at 10 a.m. Uh, my manager pulled me into his office and I was let go. And It was April of 2002. The economy was in a recession. Nobody was hiring. And so I did more networking than I'd done over the, over the next 60 days. Uh, that was before LinkedIn and received a couple of job offers and accepted a job as an assistant loan officer to work at Embrace Home Loans. And so I did that for a year, became a loan officer for four years and then moved into, moved into managing. And, you know, I really have always enjoyed helping people to perform at their potential. You know, I've done a lot of work in coaching, both uh, before starting my career and, you know, in youth sports throughout my career. And I think there's a lot of parallels there. And, and so it's something that, you know, brings me brings me great fulfillment. So, you know, it's been a great, a great decision for me. So, Jared, what about the challenges as a leader in Consumer Direct that you're facing now? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the challenges is certainly working with self-employed borrowers, you know, given the overlays from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, you know, we see a lot of people who are running small, well-capitalized businesses with great credit profiles, but, you know, they're challenged to find a program that they can, they can qualify for given those overlays. You know, I think another challenge is really focusing on preparing for the market in 2022. Uh, there's a lot of steps that we can take. I'm currently um, training for a marathon. And so, you know, I don't know what, what the weather is going to be like on race day. It could be 80 degrees and, and hot or, you know, it, it could be cold. Um, but the reality is, you know, the preparation I take today uh, will help me to be prepared for that day, no matter what the conditions are. Well, that is thrilling to hear that. Are you going to the Boston Marathon? No, I'm actually uh, running a race in Keene, New Hampshire. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Well, what surprises you going back to the lending world in 2021? What has been a surprise for you? I mean, I think one surprise is that, you know, we were expecting to see rates rise a lot sooner than we, than we have. 
for a while, it looked like the economy was really taking off. And, and then the Delta variant arose. And, you know, we've actually seen uh, origination stay strong and forecasts get revised up. You know, another surprise earlier in the year was that more people weren't taking advantage of cash out refinances. And then, you know, I saw a story yesterday that that cash out refinances over the last quarter have been, you know, at their highest levels in 15 years. So, you know, that that's starting to to come to fruition. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Well, that really leads to our next question, which is about how do you stay current? Mortgage banking, you've been in it for a long time. There's always something new and different for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's taking an opportunity to learn every day, both uh, professionally and personally. Uh, so for me, that means, you know, reading 15 to 20 pages of a, of a book that's related to leadership or management. And it's staying current with Mortgage News Daily, MBS Live, Rob Christman's blog, Housing Wire, and, you know, just really being a student of, of what's going on in the industry. Well, as well you as your f- blog, Pat. I, <laughs> I always enjoy that on a weekly basis. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. So what's been your favorite book? You know, one book um, that I really enjoyed was Rich Davini, The Attribute. He went over a list of 25 attributes that go along with uh, performing at an optimal level. He mentions that athletes, you know, they often prepare for a three-hour event, and, and so they're really after peak performance. But when you're coming into work, working a 40-hour week, it's really optimal performance that we're after. So just understanding those and, and really thinking about who you want to be every day. Yeah, that's a great point for sure. And that's a great recommendation. Um, so, Jared, let's talk about preparing for lower volumes in Consumer Direct. As I mentioned before, the Mortgage Bankers Association is projecting that next year is going to show almost a 60% drop in refinancing. So how does that impact Consumer Direct and how do you prepare for that type of market? Yeah, I mean, it certainly uh, will impact mortgage volumes. And, you know, certainly leads and, and they'll become a focus on, you know, investing in, in sound lead sources. I think, you know, one of the things that, that you can do to prepare is just, you know, start th- thinking about strategy and, and mindset. You know, I think, you know, for, for at least for Embrace, you know, we've, we've been around for over 38 years. So I know that there have been a lot of rate and term refinances over the past two years. Uh, but people are still going to have a need for for refinancing, uh, whether that be home improvement, debt consolidation, moving from FHA to conventional. And then it, it's really also maintaining a strong focus on, on the purchase market. I think one thing that we expect is, is to be in, in there to be an increase in, in loan programs, you know, certainly prior to 2020. Uh, we were seeing a, a sizable segment of people we could we could serve with with non-QM programs. So you know we expect to see an increase in those, and we also expect to see the industry continue to get more competitive. So you know it, it's really having a strong focus on follow-up, and, and really kind of getting back to some of the fundamentals that uh, help a platform be successful. So, Jared, how do you handle this whole issue of personnel? Typically, mortgage banking is when volume's high, we hire lots of people. When volume isn't, then we let go. What's kind of the strategy that you pursue? 
I mean, I think that one of our strategies is we we seek to create the most productive sales force in the mortgage industry. And so, you know, one of our focuses is, is really not on a high volume of loan officers, but on hiring uh, people who, who we believe will be successful long-term employees. And so that means, you know, having having a robust training program and ensuring that we we equip them with the with the right tools and technology and create a process that that really allows them to be successful and allows them to to follow up on on every lead that they get or or every call that they make. So I know that you were mentioning when I spoke to you last regarding that you have now tried more of a rookie version of hiring. How has that gone and how does that work? Uh, that, that's gone very, very well. You know, we hire people and, and we uh, prepare them to take the national test. You know, I've listened to your podcast. I understand there's, you know, different schools of thought mm-hmm. around whether someone should pass the test before they're hired. Uh, we've chosen to I- invest in, in training and coaching them to take the test after we've hired them. We feel like it's helped us to get stronger candidates. And, you know, we've really been amazed by uh, the amount of talent that's out there and, and really the, the fresh approach that people take to the mortgage industry. And, you know, one of the, the pieces of feedback that, that we're getting is, is, you know, people really like the fast paced, uh, highly competitive nature of uh, working in, as a loan officer. And so has there been particular industries that you've recruited from, or is this just referrals from your current employees? Uh, how does that all work? You know, I wouldn't say that we've targeted one industry. I, I mean, it could be people who are out of college, people who worked for a couple of years. You know, certainly we're seeing people who are in the hospitality industry or, you know, selling selling tickets or associated with uh, athletics uh, who, were, who were looking for opportunities earlier in the year, really preparing them with the basics of the industry and then providing a lot of coaching. And so when you also look at a lower volume year, what have you done technology-wise that have been some of the ideas regarding improving productivity? Yeah. So for, for us, you know, we, we've invested in a, in a lead management system. I mean, some of the, I, I recently read an article about, you know, what consumers are looking for. And, you know, those things are, you know, availability of the loan officer and and responsiveness from their loan officer, you know, wanting to feel listened to and and provided with relevant information and a a smooth and fast mortgage process from beginning to end. So, you know, a a lead management system is part of that, new telephony and a a mobile app and just providing a consumer with with more visibility on on their loan from start to finish. So is there anything in particular that you're doing in 2022 that is something different than what you've done previously? I mean, I, I, I don't know that I would say something different, maybe just, a, maybe just a stronger focus. And I think that's certainly around increasing our purchase production. You know, when we look back at, you know, some of the challenges of, of, of 2020, you know, the focus really was on, on managing capacity for many lenders and providing a great experience. I think, you know, in addition to that, it's also uh, ensuring that we're providing our loan officers with the training around around new loan programs, existing loan programs, and, you know, really making sure that, that they're comfortable 
uh, with providing consumers the information that they need so that they feel, you know, well-informed and, and can make the best decision or, around their financing. Well, Jared, I know you were mentioning about the high productivity of your loan officers. Uh, what is that uh, number, uh, ballpark number per month on a unit basis? What What is that looking like? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say on, on a monthly basis, you know, we we have loan officers who are averaging, you know, probably between eight to 15 units per month, depending on depending on where they are. You know, mm-hmm. certainly in a refi market, you're you're able to even surpass that if, you, if you're in the top 25 percent in a purchase market. You know, we understand that you're probably going to be spending more time um, with the consumer or, or with the uh, with the other partners in the loan process. But we're certainly uh, we're certainly focused on, um, you know, maximizing the number of units that, are, that our loan officers can close. So when you're talking about purchase through the consumer direct side, talk about how you see that operating in 2022. Because a lot of times lenders think purchase really can't be done through consumer direct. Yes, um, I certainly uh, I certainly have heard that. Number one, I think it's it's really the quality the quality of your loan officers and the experience that they can provide both their customers as, as well as the other partners in, in the transaction, buyer's agent, seller's agent. So uh, it, it's making sure that they understand uh, loan programs and that they're keeping everybody everybody informed. And, and it's also you know making sure that we're generating the leads as more consumers start their process online. I think it gives uh, consumer direct lenders an opportunity to really get that consumer at, at, at the start of the process. But it's also necessary for that for that loan officer and, and that lender to really continue to follow up and make sure that they have the availability to provide an updated pre-approval or provide that consumer with the information that that they need on a weekend. Right. That's a really good point. So from the standpoint of updating and status updating, what is it that you've done in that arena to help with all of that? Because it sounds like you've made a really big emphasis on that the, I assume, the realtor and also the consumer to know where they are in the loan process. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, today, uh, our, you know, our loan officer and our loan processor work as a team to make sure that the consumer is updated, prepared, that we have the documentation that they need. And, you know, everybody, everybody understands where we are in terms of moving toward a closing date. You know, in, in the future, I think that, you know, we would certainly hope that technology can, can help provide some of that visibility uh, a little bit more clear and, uh, and quicker. So from the mortgage app standpoint, are most of the, the leads completing a form or, or talk to us about that? So how is that operating? Yes. Uh, you know, many of the leads are completing a form. You know, that, that's a short form. Um, they're looking to understand, uh, you know, how much they can qualify for. Other, other, others are, you know, they have a home in mind and they want to be pre-qualified uh, and, and they're ready to make an offer. And then certainly there's a lot of follow-up around um, around borrowers who put an offer in and it's not able to be accepted and, um, you know, following up and making sure that they feel supported as they continue their, you know, their home buying search. And that pretty much is happening through contacting through the processor or the loan officer to the realtor and to the consumer. Is that correct? 
Yes. Okay, good. Well, we have so, a few more minutes left, and I certainly think this is a fabulous topic. So why don't you share some of the takeaways for our listeners regarding preparing for a lower volume consumer direct business? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the takeaways is just focusing on the on the opportunity. You know, you, you could see opportunities or you could see storms. And so, you know, I think, uh, you know, as a, as a consumer direct channel, you know, which one, uh, which one would you be better served focusing on? And, you know, after that, it's really defining your strategy and how to best, you know, maximize the opportunities that exist. You know, I saw that uh, capital equity is, is at an all time high. So, you know, that, that certainly is, you know, is one piece of wind that's at the industry's back in terms of being able to offer refinancing options to consumers. You know, and I think the other piece is, is simply really getting down to the basics around uh, following up with people throughout the process. You know, I think over the past couple of years, converting a refinance was like shooting fish in a barrel at times, um, you know, moving forward. You know, follow up is going to be a lot more important. And, and so is feedback from, from the people, uh, fr- from the clients that you close, asking them to fill out a survey, in- ensuring that you're learning from, from every every experience so that you can offer great service. You know, and the other piece I think with when you think about a changing market is really kind of connecting, connecting with your purpose around what you do. You know, it certainly is is easy to enjoy the industry uh, when things are, when things are going really well. But, you know, I, I think at the core, what fulfills many people in this industry is is the ability to be able to walk people through monumental financial decisions or help them to experience the joy uh, of buying a new home. So it's really connecting with that purpose to, you know, stay focused and motivated on a daily basis. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more, Jared. You're exactly right. And I want to thank everybody for listening today. I certainly appreciate you spending time with us. And I want to thank Jared. Jared, that was terrific. Great. Thank you very much for having me, Pat. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock at qfsconsulting.com.